You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. tournament it's finally here the brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large you may ask one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs and if that's not enough check this out when you enter the free DraftKings one million dollar survival pool you could win a shot at ten thousand dollars for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, March 19th. Ian Cameron and a Jimmy Murphy that is on the road uh, on this Friday with us here on the show. We're ready to break down this Friday NHL card. Uh, looking to uh, bounce back. It was a rough night for uh, me, uh, for a, a bunch of us, unfortunately. But hey, that's what you're going to get when you're betting this, a sport every single day. You're going to have some tough days. And yesterday was one of those days. But we got five games to look over tonight uh, on the card. Uh, let's go and start with the Calgary Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got Toronto minus 155 uh, to minus 160. Uh, home favorites here, the total six across the board. It's a tricky game from a betting standpoint because these are two teams I view as – the worst thing that could have happened was Calgary losing the way they did the other night against Edmonton because I was certainly thinking Toronto would be in a bet-on spot tonight. They had been struggling, but they've been off now for a week. They, uh, Sheldon Keefe and uh, many of the players were talking about the need to get a little rest. They had played a lot of games and fatigue had sort of caught up to them. And if you look back at the Sunday game where they lost to Ottawa, Last weekend, you saw a very tired Leafs team uh, and uh, just didn't play well, made mistakes defensively. But now they're rested. They got some practice time under their belt. They're going to have Wayne Simmons back from injury. And let's not forget, he was playing very well for the Leafs before he got injured. Uh, A big factor offensively for them. They're going to have him back in the lineup. Uh, Jack Campbell is going to be returning in a backup role. So that's going to help this Leaf team as well. Alex Galchenyuk will make his uh, Leafs debut, or Alex Delchukluk, uh, as Don Cherry would say. Uh, he'll be making his Leaf debut tonight in this one. So, yeah, I was definitely excited to bet on Toronto initially, but, boy, you got Calgary coming off that awful game against Edmonton where they got away from those defensive principles, you could say, uh, under Daryl Sutter uh, and uh, just let the Oilers' power play uh, run right through them. 
uh, given up too many great eight chances. You would expect them to play a lot better, especially defensively tonight going into this game. So it's really, really a tough game for me. Uh, I definitely leaned initially to Toronto. Obviously, if you want Toronto, I would recommend taking them in regulation uh, or puck line uh, for better value. Uh, but right now I'm looking at a situation where uh, Calgary to me, though, is still a team that I, I'm reluctant in this price range to go against coming off the loss that they had uh, against uh, the Oilers the other night. But, uh, you know, bottom line is I'd rather be betting on these two teams than betting against them tonight. So it's, it's a tough game for me, not one I have a strong opinion on overall. Uh, Jimmy, we'll get your thoughts here. What do you think between the uh, Flames and the Leafs? Well, I'll tell you, first off, Ian, uh, you, you said we had a rough night. I, uh, man, did I have it rough. I, I, you saw that uh, that bet I made there on Appalachian State. I took them when they were way down. They come back, and they lose by one. And Unfortunately, I had in the other half of that parlay, it was a two-team parlay, I had UCLA. So I was going on a, uh, a $5 parlay that would have netted me 120 bucks, and uh, I was that close, but oh well. I'll take it. But anyhow, with this game, I'm with you. I, I don't like this spot for the Leafs now, especially with Calgary coming off that loss. Daryl Sutter, you know, has been driving home. They need to bounce home. He, that's not a guy that I would want to, you know, suffer a loss under like that because you know the practices and the mentality is going to be pretty hard of them after that. So they're going to want to get him off their back. Um, I like them to win, but I, I do like the Leafs as well. So I'm going to take this to go to a draw because I think this game means so much for both teams. And, you know, the Leafs have been struggling. I think they come out and play a strong game. But um, I like this game to go to overtime. And I see the Flames coming out on top in either overtime or the shootout. So give me the draw in that game. All right. Liking the draw between Calgary and Toronto uh, at a really good price there, as always, as you'd expect, uh, over plus 300 with that. Uh, we've got Vancouver and Montreal. Montreal minus 180, a uh, uh, home favorite. Uh, sorry, one more thing, Ian, before. One yeah. more thing. Uh, I wanted to put in a prop as well, my friend. Uh, give me uh, Wayne Simmons to score a goal in this game in his return um, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. Yeah, always interested in that. Those are always nice angles when you got the player returning from injury or the player returning from a healthy scratch or whatever the case may be, a player returning from an absence to the lineup. They often want to put that best foot forward. Uh, and make an impact. So, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. It's a good thought. It happens a lot uh, in NHL play when you got a player returning to the lineup that they uh, may want to make an instant impact. And let's not forget, Simmons was playing well for the Leafs before he got injured. All right, the next game, we've got Vancouver and Montreal. Montreal minus 180 home favorites, total six shaded to the under in this game. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have just all of a sudden, you know, just – Gone on this run thanks to Thatcher Demko, thanks to an improved defense. I know Thatcher Demko gets a lot of the praise and the reasoning for this uh, uptick in performance by this uh, Canucks team, but I think Travis Hamanick and having that blue line fully healthy as well has made a significant difference uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks this year, uh, and they are obviously playing uh, much better hockey now. And This is all of a sudden a big game for them because Montreal's holding the fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. Vancouver is trailing them by a few points. So these two games back-to-back -back coming up with the Habs are going to be important games for the Canucks. Thatcher Demko, they're going to ride him again. He's in net tonight. It'll be Jake Allen uh, for the Montreal Canadiens in net tonight. So I would expect this game maybe to have a chance to stay under the total, actually. Uh, under six would probably be a lean for me. You know, with unders, it's very tough for me to pull the trigger because my track record, all sports combined with unders, isn't very good. 
And, and that's the reason why I don't bet many. It really is. Look at Edmonton Calgary last night. I like the under in that game. It didn't have a chance. Uh, that's just one of many examples. So this game in theory, I think could play out to be a lower scoring game from a side perspective. Uh, Vancouver at this price is not a team I'm, in, I'm interested at all in betting against getting this kind of price. On the flip side, you've got Montreal coming off the uh, loss the other night to the uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, where they battled back but fell just short uh, and won and lost in overtime with Nikolai Ehlers' game-winning goal. So I expect the Abs to uh, returning home uh, try to bounce back and have a bring a good effort, but they've struggled at home lately. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. You look at their home record; it's been a little bit up and down. So I guess if I had to lean some one way or the other, I'd lean a little to Vancouver just because they're getting the really good price here. Uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, but just a lean for me. I don't really want to go against Montreal in this spot tonight coming off the loss uh, like they suffered the other night against the Jets and still think Montreal a little bit the better of these two teams. Markstrom's in net, by the way. Someone asking Jacob Markstrom in net for the Calgary Flames tonight uh, in that game. So Vancouver, Montreal, lean to Vancouver, lean to the under, but I'm not going to have an official play. Uh, Alex B. Smith, by the way, is going to be uh, back with us tomorrow. He's got an appointment today, so he'll be back with us tomorrow on the Saturday show. Uh, we've lost Jimmy, it looks like, momentarily, so we'll move on to the New York Rangers and Washington Capitals. Washington minus 140, home favorites, total six and a half, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, the New York Rangers, really, from the moment they got Artemi Panarin back against Boston uh, on Saturday, I've liked their game. You know, they beat the Bruins in the first game with uh, Artemi Panarin back in the lineup. Um, they lost the first of the two back-to-back -back games against the Flyers, but easily could have won that game, in my opinion. And then after that, uh, they ended up uh, just obviously de uh, destroying the Flyers in the rematch. Nine-nothing uh, victory on Wednesday night over the New York uh, over the Philadelphia Flyers. So I like the way the Rangers are trending. And isn't it funny how the Rangers have had this kind of disappointing season, very mediocre, up and down. Uh, they have that big 9 nothing win, and they have that win with the coaching staff, the regular coaching staff, not available for them due to COVID-19. You know, the regular coaching staff all of a sudden, um, you know, the regular coaching staff off away from the bench, all of a sudden they have to go to the Hartford Wolfpack, and they end up uh, having uh, Chris Knobloch, uh, Gord Murphy, who was the assistant coach there at Hartford, Chris Drury, and others taking over as the coaching staff with uh, David Quinn, Jacques Martin, the regular Rangers coaching staff unavailable. And in that first game with the uh, fill-in coaching staff, they go out and have their best game of the year and they win nine, nothing. It's pretty hilarious that it worked out that way. Look, Washington's a red hot team. I'm taking a, a chance on the Rangers here though, at the plus price. Georgiev is in net. He's played better lately. Um, it's not easy to bet against Washington. They're playing good hockey to beat the Islanders uh, in their last game. Uh, earlier this week. They've won six in a row now, uh, but I like the way this Rangers team is starting to trend a little bit right now in terms of their play. Uh, you know, we can't argue that since Panarin's return to the lineup, it's really given this team a spark uh, up and down the lineup, playing better hockey a little bit. Uh, and when the team's starting to put something together, getting a underdog price like this in the plus 120, plus 125 range, I'm going to go ahead with New York here, the Rangers, uh, getting the plus 120, plus 125 uh, underdog price here against the uh, Washington Capitals. There's still some peripheral advanced numbers with Washington that are a little unsettling. You know, they're still giving up, you know, sometimes as many, if not more chances to their opponent. And I think at some point, especially with the Rangers offense starting to roll a little bit, that's going to show up. So I think the Rangers have a sh shot here to get the win and I'll take a chance on them with the uh, underdog price on New York. 
Uh, Jimmy Murphy back with us. Jimmy, what do you think here? Rangers, Capitals, and also Vancouver, Montreal, the last game. I actually just pulled over. I'm in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot getting their Wi-Fi, so we're a lot better now. All right. Uh, I'll just sit here, and we'll do the rest of the show from here. So, yeah, you know what? With Vancouver-Montreal, very interesting game there as well. Uh, Montreal better hope they don't go to overtime because, man, what, have they won yet in overtime? I don't think they've, they've won not. yet. They've not. After that loss, I think they might be 0-9, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Winless in OT. So that's pretty, that's pretty rough. Um, so um, with this game, though, I'm going to go with the Habs on the puck line. I think they they say no chance over time. Let's, let's just erase that thought right now. We're going to come out. We're going to control this game. I'm liking a 4-1 victory for the Habs. So give me the Habs on the puck line. And then as far as the Rangers go, I'm with you, Ian. I, I, I got a feeling the Rangers are about to go on a run. Uh, once Abenajad finds his game like that, uh, the rest of their opponents are going to be in some trouble. And, you know, Kreider's been solid all along. So you can get Zibanejad going. Uh, that's huge. And so I'm going to take the Rangers in regulation. Okay. And I'm also going to take their team total over. All right. Like in Rangers in regulation, uh, you can get that at around plus 145. And, of course, Rangers uh, team total as well. Uh, Jimmy liking that uh, as well in this one. And you're right. They're off now with Panarin. It's been different. It's been better. Uh, they've now, you know, they scored four against Boston, uh, even in the loss to the Flyers in overtime, 5-4, the first game against Philly, uh, they scored four goals. And then, of course, they had the nine-goal outburst uh, in the second of the two games against the Philadelphia Flyers. So you definitely have to like the way this uh, uh, Rangers team, we know they've got the offensive capabilities. They do. And they just didn't show it a large part of the early uh, part of the season. So uh, definitely uh, the Rangers uh, improving a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason they're the underdog. But again, I like picking out short-term sample size and the short-term sample size in the current form is the Rangers are starting to pick it up a bit. So uh, liking them here and a chance for them to get this victory tonight. Uh, we've got St. Louis and San Jose, St. Louis minus 150 road favorites, total six across the board. Uh, look, I took my, I, I laid a price with St. Louis on the road and I paid the price for it uh, the other night against the LA Kings. I can't say uh, I am in a uh, rush to back St. Louis here as road favorites. I, I'm not right now. Uh, so in this case here, I'm probably not involved from a side perspective. I do like the over though. Look, the blues are just not getting consistent goaltending from Jordan Bennington. And if they put Billy Huso in, he's not any better, you know? So this is a team that's given up goals. They're scoring though, with Tarasenko back, uh, Sanford and Ryan O'Reilly and company have been uh, big time factors offensively for them as of late. I mean, scoring goals hasn't been the issue for the blues. It's been uh, all of a sudden their defensive play and their goaltending that is kind of uh, let them down here uh, in recent games. Uh, you've got San Jose on the other side where we know what their defense and their goaltending is like. It's not very reliable. Night to night, of course, they blow the lead to San or to Vegas the other night. They were up 3-1 uh, going into the third period, and then the floodgates opened uh, again, uh, by, for Vegas in the third period, uh, and they end up winning that game 5-4. Um, so in this game here, I lean St. Louis. I, I still think they're better than San Jose, but you know, they're supposed to be better than LA the other night too. And they didn't win that game. So, and, and a terribly flat perform for a team on a losing streak, you should be uh, playing a little bit st uh, better than they did against the Kings. And that was just not the case. I think the blues win uh, lean that way, but I like the over here in this game more than anything else over six uh, at around even money. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy, with the sharks and the blues? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that, Ian, and great points by you about the Blues right now. Kind of an enigma because usually they're more of a structured defensive team. Uh, it's kind of how Barubi prided himself in playing. And that's how, you know, he got them back on that streak that led to the cup was not just, you know, by running and gunning. They had more structure. So uh, they've kind of veered away from their game right now. I, I'm with you. I would maybe lean towards them. But uh, this is more a game, I think, when I'm talking about the side, I'll look at it in-game. Uh, but I will take the over uh, for the whole game right now. All right, like an over six minus 110 here with the Sharks and the Blues. And we wrap it up, final game, Vegas and Los Angeles. Uh, Golden Knights minus 70, uh, road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over. I'll tell you, the LA Kings are feisty group. I mean, they had a tough time against Colorado, and I thought, you know, with that uh, – the game against St. Louis postponed, stuck in Denver. Uh, didn't bother them one bit. A uh, very impressive first period, and they rode that first period uh, to a nice win against the Blues the other night. Again, uh, we've seen uh, Alex Iafalo, uh, Adrian Kempe, Carl Grundstrom, Gabe Velarde. These are all younger guys for the Kings that have sort of – look, we talked about how this was an older, slower team for years – led by, of course, Brown and Kopitar Dowdy on the back end. But they're starting to get some of this infusion of youth, this infusion of speed, and a little bit more offensive abilities and talent and skill. And it's working for the LA Kings. I'm, I'm impressed, and they're, they're a hardworking bunch. Uh, they're definitely not the better team than Vegas here. We'll see if they can step up in class here against the Golden Knights. That's the one issue with the Kings when they've had to play you know, better teams like Colorado and company that kind of struggled. Uh, in those games. That might be the case here tonight against Vegas. So I'm definitely in this game thinking Vegas gets the win, but I'm going to lay off the Vegas side entirely here. You know, it's a big price on the road. Kings have been competitive. They have been feisty. Maybe they hang around in this game a little bit. Do have a small bet on the over though at five and a half, because I think the Kings are going to have a tougher time containing the Golden Knights. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, I think the Kings can find their way to a goal or two because at home they've been able to score some goals. They've gotten, like I say, offensive contributions from all of those players I just mentioned. So with the total only being five and a half, and again with Flurry for as good as he's been, he's played a lot of games. You got to think wearing wearing down a little bit, kind of like what we saw from John Gibson uh, in Anaheim. He's definitely not been quite as you know much of a brick wall or quite as sharp as he was you know say a few weeks ago uh, as the games add up although Robin Leonard's closing in on a return and there's some whispers he, it might be tonight so keep an eye on that Vegas hasn't confirmed their mm -hmm. goalie for tonight we don't know as of right now who it's going to be but expect Leonard's return uh, to be imminent it's a question of does Peter DeBoer end up going back to him tonight but I will have a bet over the total here in this one five and a half minus 110 uh, Jimmy anything for you here Golden Knights taking on the Kings yeah, you know what? It's interesting. I think I saw a tweet today. It might have been either from the NHL Twitter handle or the NHL on NBC. But anyhow, they were doing sort of the midseason Hart Trophy uh, polling. And Anse Kopitar, fourth for the Hart Trophy right now behind, uh, who was it, Kane, Matthews, and McDavid. And that, I was like, whoa, really? Wow. And But, you know, you think about it, man. The, the, the Kings are definitely further ahead than we thought they would be. Uh, and I really, I, I think that's a great call by you analyzing them with the, the infusion of youth there. It reminds me a lot of the Bruins when Cassidy took over and they still kind of had that cup core, but they were starting to slow down and they said, enough of this. We're going to put some young speedy wingers in there. And, and sure enough, you know, they got things going again. So maybe that's where the Kings are headed. I don't think they're quite there yet, but I think tonight they'll get there. And that's why I'm going with the underdog. This is my underdog best bet of the day in give me the Kings on the money line. Wow, there you go. L.A. money line plus 150. Great price with that. And again, this has been a tough out. 
you know, you got to work to beat the LA Kings this year. This is not a free two points anymore, you know, like it was last season or two years ago. Again, they've really done a nice job blending in and sprinkling in some of these prospects, these guys they've mm -hmm. drafted in the last couple of years, this youth movement, a little more speed because they were slow as Malone. We go back to the end of the Daryl Sutter era when they were really struggling. And of course, Sutter was relieved of his job. Uh, and then for a couple seasons after that, they were just not a very offensive creative, creative. They weren't a creative offensive team. They didn't have a lot of team speed. They definitely worked to improve that. And it's paying dividends because you got to have that now if you're going to play and you're going to win games in 2021 NHL. Uh, and we're starting to see that now with the Kings. So Jimmy going uh, with the big underdog uh, shot here with the LA Kings uh, at plus 150. All right, there it is. Our five games on this Friday NHL card. Jimmy's going uh, to be back with us on Monday. Uh, he's got Bruins duty tomorrow. Uh, Sundays are always difficult no, actually, for him. Ian, I actually can come in tomorrow now because there's no game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, very good. So we're going to yeah, have a no full game house. Saturday I'm or Tuesday. Tuesday so. just lined up. I don't want to cancel that. So I think we're going to have four people uh, on the show oh, tomorrow. You know what, so if you want, yeah, if it's, it, well, we'll see. If that's too many, I don't mind. If whatever you guys want, let me know. All right, good stuff. Yeah, I'll just want to we'll confirm too. Yeah, this uh, yeah. the the special guest that we're gonna have tomorrow can still do it, but yeah, we'll we'll th there will be we'll uh, multiple of us tomorrow for sure <laughs> uh, on the show. That's the problem this time of year. Tricky, very busy, lots of things going on, but uh, good stuff, Jimmy. Um, here we go. Uh, best bets before we get to that. Uh, let's You've remind you, DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, and uh, make sure you uh, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code THPN when you sign up for your account. Look, we've got March Madness starting in full today, uh, first-round action. Uh, it is definitely now the time to get involved with DraftKings, download the Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code uh, THPN. All right, best bets. Jimmy mentioned his. Uh, there's no surprise uh, at all. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess you could say. Los mm -hmm. Angeles plus 150 uh, against Vegas uh, for Jimmy Murphy's best bet. Mine is going to be St. Louis, San Jose, over six, minus 110. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. You've got two teams. Uh, look, Sharks have struggled defensively all year. The Blues have struggled defensively lately. Uh, and I don't know if anything changes. So we're going to go with St. Louis, San Jose, over six, minus 110. Uh, that is going to be my uh, best bet uh, for uh, the Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, best uh, the, the special guest tomorrow is Ice King Betts is, is going to be our special guest tomorrow, or he was going to be. I think he's still going to be planning on joining us. He was with us on a previous Sunday uh, on the show. Very good uh, in terms of NHL Great. betting. So uh, he'll be joining us. So there we go. So King's best bet for Jimmy, and mine is going to be uh, Blue Sharks over six. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. A little bit of a short show, only five games. And to be honest with you, there's wall-to-wall -wall basketball. I want to get back to it. Uh, so with that in mind, <laughs> thanks for joining us for Jimmy Murphy. Look, we give it, we usually give you a friggin' one hour show every day on here, but Hey, we, we give you a shorter show every now and then, especially with the NCAA tournament going on. Hey, how can you, how can you give us grief for that uh, especially with the tournament going on? So great stuff. Um, for Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. No, we're okay. I hear an ambulance in the background, but we're fine. Yeah. Uh, nobody's Everyone's having fine. a heart attack. Some of these tournament games <laughs> might give me a heart attack, though, the way they're going. A lot of them close <laughs> down to the runner. Uh, so maybe that ambulance is going to be coming around my way at yeah, some point. That's a long ride. <laughs> I, I don't want that ambulance coming for you, Ian, because we won't be talking no, no, anymore. No, I don't want to be going to the hospital. I'll be dead you know, on arrival yeah. way before that. <laughs>
Yeah, that can't happen. That, that's no way. No. Uh, man, uh, good stuff, Jimmy. For Jimmy Murphy, right, I'm buddy. Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're All a Little Crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. That's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can't. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.